It's time for Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time. Brian and Brett with you, and we're live out here at the Crazy Coop in Bartlett on Stage Road, their one-year anniversary today. So make sure you come out here and uh, and check them out. Some really great deals they're doing today. Um, and, uh, you know, we were at the Crazy Coop Express. Brett Norsworthy worthy with me. Uh, we were at the Crazy Coop Express uh, about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year. Um, that was a ton of fun, and I, I kept talking on air and off air about the the walls, these murals they have, and just beautiful. And I mean, you see here too. I mean, they're great. I love them. So uh, yeah, we're out here all afternoon today. Make sure you stop by. We're giving out um, a whole bunch of stuff. We're giving out two four pack uh, tickets for Memphis and FAU this weekend. Um, that's gonna be a big big game. I know tickets are uh, are limited right now, so make sure you get out here and uh, sign up for that. We'll be drawing about uh, five thirty or so, so you got plenty of time to get out here, get some great food. I had some of the wings um, right when we. We got here and uh, great, great wings. I uh, loved them. Uh, so make sure you come out here and stop by the Crazy Coop. But Brett, how are you this afternoon? I'm great, Brian. Both locations are outstanding, and the people are as warm and hardworking, mm-hmm. and they're so proud of what they've accomplished over the last year. And just been a great sponsor with us, great, great teammates with us. Yeah. And it's so very festive out here today. And we want you to, we want to, we want you to get the wings. We want you to get something off the menu, mm-hmm. like the bacon cheeseburger. Mm. Uh, unbelievable wing place, but the bacon cheeseburger is as good as any in town. Maybe the best in town, but also celebrating the birthday, you have to have birthday cake. Mm. And you have to have cupcakes, and they have. And one of the nice people that works here, her mother is is she she does a lot of baking, and she supplied the the cake and the, the cupcakes. So it is a real birthday celebration yeah. and festive. We're, we're here until 6. They're going to be celebrating all weekend mm-hmm. and it, with a live DJ in, in this location and also a, a full-service bar as well. Yeah, yeah, no, so it's a, it's a really festive atmosphere out here, a lot of fun and, uh, and some great deals, so make sure you come out and, uh, and and hang out with them this week and make sure you stop by today. Like I said, we're giving out a bunch of great prizes, so you can come by, get wings, get a burger, get whatever, um, and also uh, sign up and, and have a chance to win tickets to uh, the big one this weekend for the Tigers. Got the first one down against Charlotte, but now here comes the one that I think a lot of people have had circled on their calendar. Calendars. FAU, they come to town on Sunday. Yeah, and every game now, the rest of the will will be, you know, an examination. Mm-hmm. It will be, uh, and, and it, it, frankly, it's pass fail. Yeah, it. We're to that point of the year. You know, none of the bracketology is very favorable. The mm-hmm. net's not favorable. Last night, FAU with the win, yeah. and they moved up a little in the net world, but not a lot. And the stakes are big for them on Sunday, but maybe not as big for the Tigers. Yeah, no, I mean, huge game for the Tigers and a huge opportunity. I know a lot of people have been talking about, uh, you know, FAU last year, first round of the tournament, you know, whatever you want to say about the end of that game. But the Tigers lose and FAU advances and they go all the way to the Final Four. We've kind of talked about it. That's how fragile it is. Yeah, and we've been kind of talking about it uh, this week of, well, you know, what, 
what would have happened if the Tigers had won that game? You know, you you feel pretty good against Fairleigh Dickinson, and then you know now you're to the Sweet 16 and, and and a chance to play Tennessee in the Sweet 16. So I think you know the few players that are still around, you know, Jaden Hardaway, Malcolm Dandridge, you know, those guys certainly remember that. I think you know Naquan Tomlin talked about uh, knowing that feeling because he was on that Kansas State team that got knocked out by FAU in the uh, in the Elite Eight. But I do think. These other guys, David Jones, Javon Quinterly, uh, you know, Nicholas Jordan, I think they also have motivation just because all year it's been, oh, well, Memphis has been a disappointment. At least FAU been, has been playing well. You know, FAU has been in the top 25 most of the season. FAU is in the brackets, uh, in the bracketology. They're on the right side. So I, I think even though there's a lot of guys that didn't experience kind of that pain that a few did and that Coach Hardaway felt. I think they're going to be very motivated Sunday afternoon. And it launched FAU. Now, Dusty May had been doing good work mm-hmm. there before that NCAA tournament run, but it you know it has him set up now for a lot of these coaching vacancies that yeah. his name is prominently mentioned and rumored around. It, it was mostly at the Tigers' expense launching yeah. with, with that win – in Columbus, and then the second win in Columbus over Fairleigh Dickinson, as you mentioned, and and then onward and upward from there for him. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think uh, you know you mentioned it. I watched a lot of uh, a lot of FAU last year in the Conference USA, and uh, you know before the tournament started, and so you, you could see how good they were, how competitive they were. But you know it's it's a lot different playing a midweek game in the CUSA on ESPN Plus against, you know, UAB than it is playing in the Sweet Sixteen against against Tennessee. Playing in the first round in an eight nine matchup against Memphis, you know, uh, playing in the Elite Eight against Kansas State. That at Madison Square Garden at Madison Square Sweet and, Sixteen. You know, those are the moments that put programs, put coaches on the map. And so um, certainly has gotten a lot of hype from that. We know um, bringing back uh, pretty much that entire team from last year, all of the stars, all of the, the key guys, um, are, were brought back this season. So, you know, we, we, we know they are a very, uh, very good team, a very competitive team, but, you know, I do think they've, you know, on the road has, have not looked as great as they do at home. So I think Tigers go out and, and, you know, play like they did against Charlotte and, and have that confidence. And, uh, I think we're going to get a really good game on Sunday. Yeah. It's been a little something missing with FAU this year. Mm-hmm. Not, not quite. Is sharp a little bit later at this point uh, last year, but that game I, I don't I don't think I'm not I'm not trying to make an excuse, and I don't think it had a big factor, but in a odd way, and I, I know I felt it personally that night. Mm. F. Fairly Dickinson has defeated Purdue. Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm, I know I'm looking at the bracket and thinking. This is cake. Oh, I mean, I, the the amount of text messages, phone calls I was getting from my friends and from from family members saying, "Oh my gosh, Fairly Dickinson just beat Purdue. Memphis is going to the Sweet 16." I'm saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa the whoa, final four. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, slow your roll." Um, yeah. you know, they they they're playing a very good uh, FAU team tonight. I, and I mean, remember, Brett, that FAU team lost three games the entire regular season last mm-hmm. year. Um, and so I've been rolling. Um, and so I think. You know, I've, I've already heard, you know, and, and again, we're giving away tickets today, so make sure you come out. But I've heard, a, you know, a lot of tickets already gone for Sunday's game. They're doing a stripe out. It sounds like it's going to be a really good crowd. And I think a big part of that not only is, you know, FAU being a good team, but 
all the fans, while there's only a couple players on this team that were here last year when, when Memphis lost that game, this whole fan base remembers that game. This whole fan base wants the revenge against FAU, and so I think they're ready to, to pack it out at FedEx Forum and, and try to, to make a really good environment and get behind this Tiger team to try to will them to a victory. Yeah, and, and, and we, we can do, do this another time. It's not that important right now, but we talked about it some yesterday with mm-hmm. Greg. We can go through the you know the worst loss ever and all, all that stuff. Right. That was a very hurtful loss because mm-hmm. of what it prevented. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I had some remember, and I, I started on, on that line that Monday, and and you know it got you know just roundly slayed at the at the text line. No, no, you know blowing the lead to Kansas was was much more important. Mm-hmm. I, I respectfully then and now still disagree with. It's not a lot of consolation. Number two, yeah. I mean, got to the last night of the year, got to Jim Nance mm-hmm. doing that game. It, I know it hurt. It's, I know it still does to so many. But what that prevented last year, you know, at least you got to two. At least you got to, yeah. you know, the, the last seconds of, of of maybe having finally that national championship. Uh, I, last year w- was just brutal. We talked about the Drexel NCAA tournament loss. Almost any exit mm-hmm. from the NCAA tournament. Ranks up there on the cruel and unusual list. Yeah. But, and then this year, the, the home loss to Rice, I think, is mm-hmm. the, the worst home loss. Absolutely. No, I don't think any question about that one. That was one that, I mean, just hard to, uh, hard to find a way to defend that loss, um, against Rice. Um, I did see earlier today Penny Hardaway and, and a couple of players met with media. Uh, before this game on Sunday, and uh, Penny Hardaway says David Jones, Jalen Young, and Jordan Brown are all questionable for Sunday's game versus FAU. He also said, uh, "quote But knowing Jones, he probably will play. Uh, I, I think so. But um, certainly, um, you know, something to keep an eye on with uh, kind of some injuries piling up for the Tigers. Yeah, and I, I, he's playing. I don't want him, I don't want him to further an injury no. if he's not able or capable to play. Sure, I don't want him." To, to make something bad worse, mm-hmm. but the Tigers don't have any more leeway. They no. they, they they can't lose at home Sunday, and I, I think the whole whether it be at large or automatic qualifying to be AQ, they have to win yeah. the games and and punch the ticket out of Fort Worth to be at large. I think that that is over yeah. with with except maybe. Uh, getting to Sunday and being impressive doing it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we, we've gone over that a lot. I think I think everybody's pretty up to date mm-hmm. on the, the the scenarios. Got to win, just win, win, baby. Yeah, just win, and uh, you know you've got four more games in front of you, and 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 two of those will will be quad one games because of of the way FAU's been playing this year. And that's something that the committee looks at. But you've just got to win games. I don't think you're going to get into the tournament um, as an at-large at this point. I think you're going to have to go and win that tournament. And, you know, I know Penny said it, that, you know, he changed some things and they were doing some different things offensively. I think, you know, try to try to figure that out right now. Try to try to get something going offensively so that when that conference tournament comes around, you're clicking on all cylinders and you can go and, and, and take advantage of that tournament and try to come out there as, you know, back-to-back champions and, you know, getting back into the tournament. Yeah, win Sunday. We'll do all the scenarios sure. for the three remaining uh, regular season games, and 
Even with a loss, we'll do the scenario yeah. Monday. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, we're talking about a win rather than a loss. But you're right. You know, uh, this FAU team looked good last night against SMU at home, um, and I think controlled uh, the game. Controlled the game, and you know, I think uh, one thing that I'm really worried about for Sunday is the rebounding battle. You know, we know uh, Vladimir Golden is a a really good big man and, and is a really good rebounder and they've got some guards that you know even though they like to run four guards and and one big man you know those guards that they're running out there are gonna fight they're gonna be physical they're gonna go grab rebounds and you know but we've seen this tiger team really struggle rebounding the ball all season long and so you know this is going to be a massive game for the front court it's going to be a big game for malcolm dandridge and and uh and and tomlin you know to to try to Especially Tomlin, you know, playing the four, trying to get that height advantage and um, and that that size advantage on maybe one of these smaller guards that they run out at the four. Maybe you can use that to your advantage. But I do think the front court is is extremely important in a game like this. Yeah, it it, it is. And you know, I really thought Golden was. Yeah, I thought the NC tournament. I thought he was going to have a big mm. big year yeah. this year. He's had a good year. Sure. But I I thought he would be better. He he he's almost kind of mirrored paralleled. FAU, mm. it's been good. It hadn't just hadn't clicked. We, you know, we hope Sunday that it doesn't. How much NBA did you welcome back last night? I watched a little bit. Did I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch as much. I was kind of locked in on on some college basketball. I, I watched the team night. that's in Memphis tonight. Um, oh yeah, I'll be watching them for sure. But no, I caught a couple. I caught uh, both. But I watched the Clippers. Were, yeah, watched the Clippers. But I was excited for that one. Thunder and Clippers. I watched that a lot. I watched uh, a little bit of both the TNT games. Um, but I was, you know, we had some really really good college basketball games, especially that uh, late night window that I was uh, I was really locked in on. How late? Um, whenever that Arizona game ended, I, I stayed up for that one, and then when that was over, I I said enough's enough, and, and went to bed. Arizona, your preseason team? Yeah, and uh, still have some bets out, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, that was a loss that uh, take it for whatever it is, and you know, I think uh, this team needs to sharpen up on some things, but I, I still like their chances come March. Our friend Kevin Sweeney, his, his nugget, his tweet. His factoid yeah. about Washington State and their co- coaches, mm-hmm. and I heard you mention it earlier today. It, yeah. it, it's phenomenal. It's incredible, and you know that's the one he shared with us uh, on Wednesday when he joined us. And I told him uh, when he gave that note, he could have stopped right after only three coaches have taken Washington State to the NCAA World War. To, yeah, to, since World War II, yeah. and that would have been a great nugget. The fact that all three of those coaches went on to different programs and won uh, Coach of the Year, big time guys, is, yeah, and big time guys. So well, one national champ. Yeah, and so uh, so a really good group of guys, and and uh, you know now. With uh, with what Kyle Smith is doing over there, I mean, a really, really good coach. And I think, um, you know, Kevin Sweeney said it to us on Wednesday, you know, if I'm DePaul, uh, he's my first call. And after, you know, I because of Pac-12 games on Pac-12 Network, I haven't seen as much of Washington State this year. But what I saw last night, I think a lot of schools should, should be giving him a call. He, he can do better than DePaul. I think so. Um, but, I mean, with what's out there... I think this is a time, Brett, that if you're the head coach at a, a place like Washington State getting left behind um, in conference realignment, you might just want to jump and, and see what's out there. I don't think DePaul is a favorable landing spot to anybody, but if there's a coach that would be willing to say, I'll go to DePaul and I'll turn it around, I do think it's him. I, I'm on retirement watch, too, to set off a, a, yeah. a chain of events yeah. for some big, bigger names. Yeah. Izzo, Calipari, sure. maybe, maybe even Bill Self. Yeah, sure. No, I mean it's getting it's getting closer, and uh, for a lot of these guys, and what we've seen kind of in college football, where a lot of guys stepping away or or taking jobs, you know, in in the NFL because 
between recruiting and transfer portal and NIL and everything, this is, you know, becoming too much for some coaches. And, you know, I, I don't see any of those coaches that you just listed, you know, going to the NBA or something. But certainly they have uh, built up enough cachet where they can retire and, and everything will be fine for and, them. And do we have the reentry of a mm. big-time guy like Jay Wright? Yeah, no, and that's a good question. You know, Jay, Jay Wright has kind of been, I don't know, it's been like a, like a seesaw for him since he's retired. You know, some days you'll hear rumors that, oh, he's not happy in the booth he likes he likes being you know coaching and he wants to get back into it and then three days later you'll hear oh no he loves he loves being on set he loves working in the studio yada 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 so no that certainly is a name to to keep an eye on and uh if he does return it would be uh it'd be weird seeing him somewhere different other than villanova last year final four team in the u in miami jim laranaga Mm. you know feels like he he might be at the end and yeah their nil it's it's reportedly that you know they got it in good shape. Sure. For certainly for football, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think basketball would be that much different. And that weather, that prominent job, sure, it can be done there. He did it. Yeah, no, he did, and you know he's certainly getting up there and uh, has years behind him. And so you know maybe maybe Final four, two different schools, <laughs> crazy, crazy. But you know maybe he feels like two, he's two had places that hadn't been before and hadn't been since right, in right. George Mason in Miami yeah and so you know who knows maybe he after the end of the year says enough's enough this was a, a bad year and I don't want to have to figure out who I want to re-recruit to my team and go out and try to recruit other guys to come and, and supplement it so he Miami went a, Miami went a long time yeah. without ba- a basketball program yeah wow yeah so uh, you know he but he's done a great job there and uh, I think a lot of people are going to remember this season for for what it is, but um, certainly what he did with that team last year was uh, was extremely impressive. Because remember on the on the at the final four, who was in the it was in the finals was San Diego State and UConn, right? Mm-hmm. So we didn't do kind of the big four that Monday of Miami because yeah. I said Rick Berry would have been at the yeah. top of it. Yeah. But they went a, a, a long stretch of, of no team. Wow, wow. Well, no, but we'll see what happens. A lot of coaches to, to certainly keep an eye on, and it's you know hard to believe we only have four games left in uh, for for the Tigers in the regular season. For a lot of teams, we're getting down to four or five games left. Uh, so just very, very the, the, weird. The game number, home and road, and the total game number, and the games remaining. It, it it's happened. We're we're yeah. at the end again. Yeah, we are, and it is. Uh, it's really really hard to believe. Well, let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Three thirty. Alan Bell from the AB three driving the line. He'll join us to talk some wagering. A lot to get to him. Obviously, spring training has started. I want to get his thoughts on uh, the the uniforms. I, I think I think Alan Bell's goal is to get all. Uh-huh. Betting on college yeah. baseball shut down. Yeah, no, I mean it's, it's winning too much. It's incredible. So we got to talk some college baseball with him. We got to talk MLB. I'm curious how he goes about the spring training. You know, influence him much on future bets. A lot to get to baseball wise, but also basketball with the NBA back. Um, we'll have to get some picks from him for the weekend. So we'll do that. Three thirty, three forty-five. Grizzlies, they're back in action tonight against the Los Angeles Clippers. So we'll talk Grizzlies, Clippers. We still hate the Clippers. Um, that's a good question. I said last time they were here. You did, and uh, it's a good question. I feel like you know that team is so different than what it was. Uh, everything about it is different, and soon they'll be playing in a different arena. So I mean, I think some of that is worn off, but I think some people still hold that. Yeah, it was fun. It was. It was fun. Kind of similar thing with the there was Thunder. real Clipper hate though. There was. There was. Um, but I don't. I don't. Hate me now. You just call him Clipper scum. I like that. I like <laughs> that. Like, there was a lot of Clipper hate to uh, Zach Randolph and Blake Griffin. 
Absolutely. They sure was. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think there's still uh, a and, little and bit of that. Grant Hill and Chris Paul, mm-hmm. low bridge. Oh, people. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see uh, if there is still that Clipper hate. But that game tonight, we'll talk a lot about the Grizzlies. What to expect kind of this uh, this home stretch down down the rest of the way of the season. I think what that trick was born at a, after a playoff win over the Clippers. It was, yeah. On a Friday night, because yeah. I, I was at the at the game and I was with my oldest nephew. And I go, "What are they saying?" <laughs> I didn't know what to, what, uh, but but it was fun. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a good time, and so uh, we'll talk a lot of Grizzlies at three forty-five, four o'clock. Bruce Marshall uh, from Vegas Insider, CBS Sports, and BAMSports.net. He'll join us, talk some more wagering with him. Uh, certainly want to get his thoughts on some of the uh, newest things coming out of college football. Um, so we'll talk a lot about that with Bruce, with the expanded playoffs, 14, 16, what are they going to do? Um, a lot of decisions to be made. 4.30, Ty Richardson from ESPN Arkansas will join us, talk the SEC and the Razorbacks. We'll have to talk about Arkansas basketball. They did get that, that uh, season sweep over uh, Texas. A&M sure in is. basketball, but also I think uh, a lot of people in Fayetteville will tell you it is baseball season, and uh, the focus has moved And, and how that. tough of an out will Arkansas be in Nashville? Yeah. Or not tough. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. We'll uh, talk a lot about that with Ty Richardson at 4.30. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Jason Munns, the Tiger basketball beat writer over at the Commercial Appeal. He, he'll join us to talk Tigers, as always. He's presented by Jim's Place Grill in Collierville at 5.30. We'll get to what's trending at 5.45. We'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell. Crunch time. Let me remind you, we're out here at the Crazy Coop for their one-year anniversary out here in Bartlett on Stage Road. Get out here. They've got great deals, great food. It's a very festive atmosphere in here, but we're also giving away uh, a bunch of prizes, so make sure you come in here, sign up. We're giving two four-packs uh, of tickets for Memphis and FAU over the weekend, some other prizes as well, so make sure you come by, sign up, get some food, say hello. We'll be out here um, the entire show from free, 3 to 6. We will be, and we want you to join us. This is Sports Time. We're with you until 6 o'clock. Johnny Hill, our producer, alongside Brian Dacus. I'm Brett Northworthy. Please come by and visit with us or text us or call us at 901-360-8255. This hour of our show brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. They're at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. And I was by there today, and you ought to see that convertible. You want something nice for springtime for any time, you go over there at 2600 Ridgeway and look at that convertible. Give them a call at 901-334-9673, the one and only Lexus dealership in town with great offers on all those 2024 models and always special leasing options. Driving luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500. You'll be looking and you'll be driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design, and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day. How could it be anything other than the Tigers and FAU this weekend? A game that I think most people have had circled on the calendar since uh, the schedule since dropped. Columbus. You know, yeah, since since forever. After what happened last year uh, in the NCAA tournament, 
Uh, I think everybody wants that revenge over uh, over FAU, and we'll get our chance on uh, on Sunday at home. This will be the first of two against FAU, and really uh, the the conference after the success that Memphis has had in the conference, the success that FAU had last year in the NCAA tournament, they really replaced. FA or replaced Houston with FAU really, on the schedule. This is not coincidental. No, no, not at all. I mean, it's the same setup. You always remember those mm-hmm. Houston games were late February, and then you'd have that one, and then the last game of the season would always be Memphis-Houston, uh, either here or there. And so I like it. I like the way they set it up because I do think uh, coming into the season, these were the two best teams in the conference. I still think these are the two most talented teams in the conference, and it will make for a heck of a game on Sunday. I do, too. Uh, I know the standings don't say yeah. But I agree with you. No, absolutely. And so, but for the Tigers, they're going to have to bring their A game. We've seen FAU play consistently well, really all season long, and they're going to have to bring uh, the Tigers are going to have to bring uh, their best effort on Sunday if they want to beat this. Rebounding will be a concern, I think, and and they're going to you know, have to go out there and, and really prioritize rebounding. What do we see out of uh, Javon Quinterly? We saw you know a couple days ago, really not his best effort. But then against Charlotte, we saw a really really good, good game from him. So which Javon Quinterly shows up? Which Tiger team shows up? Will it be the team that? That went out and beat Charlotte by 20 and really made it look easy all game long? Or will it be the Tiger team we saw in the Coach will show up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll, we will see on Sunday, but it should be a heck of a game either way. It sure should be. I'm looking forward to Sunday. But tonight, my top story, the Grizzlies begin play after the All-Star game. And this is hopefully the last push of any stretch of a season for a long, long time of largely meaningless basketball. Mm. It's kind of been that way all year. It's certainly been that way since John Morant's return yeah. and subsequent injury. We we know uh, come October it will return back to normal on on opening night of 24-25 mm-hmm. that there will be a lot more hope for, for that season. And then into the future next year, we don't want to go another stretch that we ha- we're getting ready to have to go through. 26 games yep. remain, 14 at FedEx Forum, 12 on the road, and that will, and then will it, it will end with game 82 at home tonight is that will be home game 41 on Sunday April 14th at home against Denver. No April playoffs this year. No May playoffs, and still no June playoffs next year. At least April and May play should be expected. Mm-hmm. One and two this year against the Clippers. Yep. And lost last time the Clippers were in town, and we'll see the big four Hall of Famers on the court tonight. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day, it's got to be the Grizzlies back in action tonight at FedEx Forum against the Clippers. I know a lot of people uh, would call this season a lost season, but I don't want to call it that because of what we've seen uh, out of Gigi Jackson, what you've been able to find out of Vince Williams Jr. Honestly, if everybody was healthy, you would not get either of those guys on a standard contract this year. Now, maybe you say that that'd be better if the Grizzlies are going to the playoffs, whatever, but I do think that that this is going to pay off in the long run. Were you really going to make a big of a run when your bench coming off, you know, coming off the bench was David Roddy and and Jake LaRavia and, you know, those sort of guys? I I just don't think so. I think Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson have shown that they are 
kind of a tier above those guys. They, they, they give you a lot more than what those guys gave you. And so I know Gigi Jackson, very young, you probably would have figured out what you had in him either way. But for Vince Williams Jr. to be this kind of forgotten player that they get super late in the second round, they put him on a two-way, and you know, everyone's talking about LaRavia, everybody's talking about um, you know D- David Roddy, um, you know, everybody's talking about the other guys from that draft, but nobody was really talking about Vince Williams. Now he has to step up, come in, he plays be his part, and be counted on, and, and he did a great job of getting on a standard contract, I think will be a fixture for this team um, for the next handful of years. Same with Gigi Jackson. So, you know, while it is a, a rough season, I don't want to call it a lost season, because I do think what you have found in these two guys, I think will help you next year when you're trying to make that playoff push. Brian, I hope next May around Memorial Day, mm-hmm. we can look back and laugh about this year yeah. and and count our blessings of what we found out of this nightmare. My not top story, it was your top story. We did those switcheroo today. It's the next to last home game of the year for the Tigers and the biggest crowd of the year. Scan count on Wednesday night was not kind, 48-88 against Charlotte. I think there will be a legit 12,000 there on Sunday. Yeah. Box score may 16, may say 16,000. Heck, you can say 92,000 for all, all, all I care. But it'll be fun on Sunday against FAU. And the dwindling hopes of an at-large bid, uh, they, it's still in play, but it's must-win time. Again, Penny says everything is fixed. We'll see. We'll see. It's Sunday's uh, certainly a big one. We'll talk a lot about it um, at about 5 o'clock when Jason Munge joins us. That'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break. When we come back, we're talking wagering with Alan Bell. Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Brian and Brett with you. We're out here in Bartlett at the Crazy Coop. They're celebrating their one-year anniversary, so make sure you come out today. Come out this weekend. They're going to be celebrating all weekend long, but make sure you stop by today. Three to six, we'll be out here. Um, we're, we're giving away tickets to uh, Tigers and FAU this weekend. we got two packs of four for this weekend, so make sure you come by. Do we have any Grizzlies yet? We, we do have we also Grizzlies, got Grizzlies. Perfect. So we will have Tigers and Grizzlies tickets to give away. So make sure you come out here and sign up. Like I said, we'll be out here till 6 o'clock. But Alan Bell joins us now uh, to talk some wagering from the AB3 and driving the line. We were going to give him the big intro last uh, Friday. I know he was exhausted, but yeah. Alan, we did the final arithmetic on the uh-huh. whole season sure did. for college and pro with us. And you ended, ended the year at 607. Huh. Maybe we don't have Alan. Maybe we don't. No. Alan, you with us? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, there we go. got you now. You finished you the year at, at six, 607, right? 607 percentage, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, boys, we'll take that all day long. Every day. Take a ride on that airline <laughs> on flight 607. <laughs> there we go. I love it. How we doing? Good work. Good work. All right. Oh, man, we are, we are ready to roll. And, and Alan, I kind of... 
I don't want to say I have a bone to pick with you, but you know, and I love I love gambling on college baseball, and I feel like they're going to take the odds off with how much you're killing you the book doing college baseball. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, man, it's fun. We had a good start, man. We ended up going, I think, uh, nine and two in parlays in, uh, wow. in, in week one. Yeah, man, great start, you know. But he, here's the thing: is that I mean, you guys know it better than anybody. Um, college baseball is a pickle sport, man. It is up and mm-hmm. down, all over the place, especially when you start throwing in these, uh, you know, midweek games as well, man. Wow, but I love it. It's my favorite sport in the world, man. I, I absolutely love college. But it, but it is the hardest because just the very nature of baseball, you know, one guy can be up and can hit one right on the nose at the center fielder mm-hmm. that, that doesn't have to move an inch and a half, and then the next guy up can hit a Texas leaguer that huh. empties the bases. <laughs> I know, you're exactly right, man. I'll tell you what, I wish I'd have gone on that trip with Old Miss out there to Hawaii. That would have been nice. Man. I wanted, I wanted to get some of that. You would have gotten a lot of baseball. You would have. Yeah. <laughs> would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It so, totally was. That first game, so, it went, what, 13, 14 innings? 13 innings. It's still yeah. going. A, yeah, a, a friend like and it. colleague of ours here was on that call. and mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, every, every time I rolled over in bed, the game was still going <laughs> on. <laughs> it definitely was. It was a long one. So, Alan, when you're, when you're looking at these college baseball games, because like you said, especially early in the season, you're seeing a lot of pitchers that you know might be transfers. I've seen especially at some of these higher programs, they're starting guys from JUCO. They're starting guys that pitched at that you know Division Two last year. What are you really looking at, um, especially early in the season in these college baseball games? Yeah, teams that can hit the ball. All right, uh, that, that, that's mm. what you want to find, man, because you know pitching. You know, even if you've got you know four starters, you know who are just lights out. Early in the year, they're not going to go long, right? Like these managers right. are not going to burn their arms up. And, and like you just said, you know, you know these coaches, you know, they're not set on their lineup just yet. They they want to see some guys, right? So what we saw in the first weekend, you know, was Friday night. You know, you'd see your number one and, and you know your starters coming in. Saturday, they change things up, man. Throw the lineup around, put in a young kid, you know, freshman, redshirt, freshman to throw. Whatever. So that, that, that's the big thing, man, is to be careful with that. You know, as we go along in the season, pitching dominates, right? Especially on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Your Friday and your Saturday guy, you know, are, are, are generally good to go. Uh, but it, it's, it's just, it's risky right now. So I, I like teams, if they're hitting the ball, and, and as cliche as that sounds, uh, that, that, that's where you want to stick with, man, because, you know, runs will save you, even if, you know, you, you've got some young guys up there on the mound. Are you are you riding over and unders more than than sides or a little bit of both? Man, good question, right? So the books, what we've seen so far is they're not putting totals out until maybe an hour before the game, and what that tells me is that they they don't know as much as we all don't know, right? And you look at college mm-hmm. baseball. I mean, you know, on average, once we get to the you know middle of the season. Averages are 10, 10 and a half, 11 and a half, 12 and a half. We're seeing 14 and a half, 15 and a half. You know, the other night, uh, Tennessee played East Tennessee State. The over-under was 15 and a half. Tennessee won 16 yeah. to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's tough. The totals are very, very difficult right now. So much more money line parlays, two-leggers, yeah. than anything. That's about the safest way to go, which is a parlay but right now, yeah, man, that, that, that's about the same as 
and you're really out there on the edge on some of those over and uh, betting those overs mm-hmm. because, like, like say a game is a uh, twelve and a half over and under, it's eleven to nothing. You're mercy ruled. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. We saw a lot of that. That's a great, great point right there. We saw a lot of that. Florida was part of that, uh, and, and numerous other teams as well. So you're exactly right. It is much more uh, to play money like even though you know. When you look at it, the books, I mean, you, you have some favorites that are minus 1,000, right? So you really yeah. got to dig deep, you know, what you want to do. Hence why we play two like money like parlays right now. Right. Well, and, and Brad, I haven't even told you this. I was telling uh, one of the hosts earlier in the day about it, but uh, I, I got to read the rules better. I got burned earlier this week. Alabama hosting Alabama State run line six and a half. I took Alabama minus six and a half. They end up winning twelve nothing, but they called it in like the sixth or seventh inning run rule, yep. and the book I was using voided it because it did not huh? go a complete. Nine innings or eight and a half innings. Come on, Vegas. Uh, if you're scared, say you're scared. They, they voided it. And I, I, I had no idea. It's brutal. No, no, you're right, man. That, see, that's another part of it, too, man. It, it, I think it's what? Uh, eight and a half is what it, you know, yeah. what it has to go. So it's usually eight, 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 eight innings. And, uh, yeah, it's like they call it that early. We get everything right. Like, you did, you did your job. And you just, like, that, that's, a, that's a bad thing. Like, that's not right, bro. Crazy. Yeah. Ruin my Wednesday, I ne- tell you. Next time you lose, refuse to pay. <laughs> I don't know if Vegas works that way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Alan, uh, kind of sticking with baseball, we've got spring training uh, starting up. We had one game yesterday. We've got a handful of games today. They really get rolling tomorrow. How much do you pay attention to, to spring training to, to kind of uh, educate yourself when in terms of trying to make futures before the opening day or, or even some of those early season games? Do you pay much attention to these spring training games? A little bit, right? Like, now, I'm watching because I love baseball, right? And even if mm-hmm, it's yeah. on. In the house, you know what I mean? Like, I just love the sound of, you know, a catcher Smith, you know, the ball getting oh, yeah. whatever, right? But, yeah, man, like, you know, for the most part, really what I pay attention to are uh, kind of everything outside, or not outside of the game, but, you know, injuries, right? Like, w- w- what are we looking at? Who's getting usage, right? Um, you know, basically, how are these lineups going to look on opening day and moving forward compared to you know, how, how they're kind of designed. You know what I mean? Like, are there going to be teams that are going to have guys, and I'm not talking about big injuries, man, but, you know, just, you know, a little quad pull or something, you know, uh, things right. like that. Like, that that's what you pay attention to. So it, it's, it's kind of negative as that sounds. It's really just making sure that, you know, that, that, that the teams that you want to bet on are, are good to go. Uh, but other than that, man, not a whole lot you can take from it. Unless somebody just literally can't hit the ball. Like, that. And Alan, these teams are really crafty. They know how to manipulate that 10 day DL so well. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we always talk about how NFL teams, you know, are, are, are super, super intelligent in terms of using the NLR and using different things like that. And, and they are. However, baseball, you're exactly right. Like, but you got that 10 day right there, man. Smart line right there. Like, they know exactly how to use that thing because they have to bet it's a short roster. Buddy, they do a good job of it. I would like to know what the NFL salary cap was the first year the Titans were in Nashville playing at Vanderbilt. The news today, $255 million per team. 
wow. they got to spend every dime of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes to show you how much the TV value is, right? Like yep. it keep going up. Um, yeah, man. Like it, it, it's fascinating that you know we, we see this number, you know, go up, and it, it's it's interesting to look at how teams go about using it, right? Like for the most part, it's pretty standard. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we just saw San Francisco, you know, kind of go the route of all right. We found a diamond in the rough at quarterback. All right, we don't pay him much, and we can build a complete monstrous defense around it. Right? That's the model. Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, like it, mm-hmm. you can't hate on it. Like it, it worked. Right? So you know, it always comes back to the quarterback, and then everything else. Right? Because they make the football. So I mean, that's, that's a huge number, and you know what? We're only going to see this thing go up. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Alan Bell from the AB3 and driving the line. Alan, obviously, college basketball, we're getting closer and closer to these uh, conference tournaments and uh, the big one, the uh, NCAA tournament. But I'm curious, I saw this the other day, and, and uh, I jumped all over it uh, last night when they were uh, hosting Ohio State. But Minnesota, this season, is now 23-3. and against yep. the spread and everyone talks about you know when you're betting college sports at the end of the day these are still 18 to 24 year olds and you know they're not going to win every game they're supposed to win they're going to struggle at times have you ever seen a streak like that in college basketball where a team is this far into the season and they're 23 and 3 against the spread it's rare and, and look these books aren't stupid either right like they, they, they get yeah. ahead of these trends you know what i mean like it's not like we're mm-hmm. talking about a d3 school hidden you know, uh, below Chattanooga, right? Like sitting out there in right. days or something, right? Like, I mean, this is just so, you know what I mean? So, like, they get ahead yeah. of it. And still, for a, and what I mean by getting ahead of it is they're going to make you pay a little bit. Like, they're going to add a point mm-hmm. to it because they know the public's picking up on it. And then they're still covering and they're still doing it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, man, it, it, it's fascinating. I mean, that's a huge, huge number. You know what I mean? And especially as we get closer yeah. to, you know, conference tournament. You know, big tournament, whatever. Like the, those, those spreads get smaller, and uh, I'm fascinated to see what the books do with it. But yeah, man, like I haven't seen anything that that, that, that comes to my mind that, that big of it because that's crazy. Really tough. Yeah, I mean, six, yeah. Three, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half is huge mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. Little known fact, Alan. I've got my entire entire retirement in Saudi Daisy and betting them, <laughs> betting them as underdog in games. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you can always count the Saudi Daisy points. Now, here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. Major League Baseball. We were looking at this today, but so maybe think of it. Win totals are out. The Dodgers yeah. are at a hundred and three and a half wins this year. Over. You, you think so? You go with it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When we look up and they've won 110, it'll be, I mean, they'll be at 103 on Labor Day. <laughs> Probably. With Otani? Yeah, man. And then the Atlanta Braves, 101 and a half. Holy cow. That's yeah. one you better really examine there because that, yeah. that might be last day of the year. Do you have the Cardinals in front of you? Uh, the Cardinals was 86 and a half, I believe. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, ooh, oh man, ooh. that's a tough line. No, it's not. It's Under. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. See, I, I'll t- I'm with you, man. Like I, the Cardinals let me down last year, and, and I think that we all kind of knew that it wasn't going to be the same St. Louis Cardinals, you know. But it was a tough season. But yeah, I like, guess a big number. But it's still the Cardinals. It, it's tough to fade them. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm with you on that. You know. 
in, in last year, okay, we, we thought it might be some decline, okay, around 500. 71 win team. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. I know. Really rough. I know. It's tough. So, it, like, that, that's what was, it's, like, it, it's weird seeing the Cardinals be a team that's selling. Like, I've never seen mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, not that they buying either every year. They're just usually a really solid club that handles their right. business with contracts. And to see them just kind of moving pieces, you're like, oh, man, this is not the normal And if the Cardinals are mostly irrelevant by June 1, I think they have to ser- seriously, and, and they will, consider uh, moving away from Goldschmidt and Arnado. Mm. Yeah, probably so. Many of his other two just absolutely uh, right. You know, like, you, you've got to do something, you know, to, to do that thing right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. Well, Alan, as always, thank you so much for joining us. And Have a uh, great good weekend. luck this weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Hey, look forward to it, boys. Y'all be good, man. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Alan Bell with us every week from the AB3 and driving the line. And he is. He's trying to drive them out of college yes, baseball. He did break them. Man, uh, he might. One hour out on the over and unders, though, that's, that, that's giving you a, yeah. very little time to ponder it. It's very steep. I mean, they, as much as people were getting after it last year, and I will say, Brett, I told you I bet on Alabama. That was the first time I've seen an Alabama line available since the whole gambling snafu last year. So they're back. How about that? This weekend, a lot of places to enjoy and go to, and we got two great ones with the commissary. The new Collierville Commissary at Houston Levy and Popper are the original in Germantown and perfect for a big group to after church to watch the Tiger game on Sunday afternoon. That Memphis-style barbecue and ribs done the slow-cooked Memphis way. And if you're craving an easier way to order, text commissary to 337-33. Start that feast with the appetizers like the smoked chicken wings, the tamales, the cheese plate, or the barbecue nachos. Then dig into the ribs or the shoulder, chopped or pulled on a plate on a sandwich with all the sides, bean slaw, deviled eggs, bread, and you can order it by the pound or a six-pack or an eight-pack or a 12-pack and save room for dessert. Quite a challenge for the best lemon ice box pie I've ever had or the terrific banana pudding. Here's the number, 901-754-5540, or go online at commissarybbq.com in Collierville and Germantown, the great party areas, the orders to go, catering, tailgating, and always time for the commissary. Walker Taylor and his team, they've done it the right way, 901 754 5540 or online at commissarybbq.com. Well, we're out here at the Crazy Coop 7199 Stage Road in Bartlett for their one year anniversary. A uh, good time out here, and we're also giving away Tiger tickets. We've got two four packs for the game Sunday against FAU. We've also got Grizzlies tickets to give away. So make sure you stop by, get you some food, sign up for these great prizes. We'll be drawing them uh, around 5 30, so still some time to get out here and sign up. But we need to get to a break when we come back. We'll preview the Grizzlies game tonight against the Grizzlies. That's next on Sports Time. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. 
Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back in to Sports Time. Brian and Brett, we're out here at the Crazy Coop in Bartlett, uh, 7199 Stage Road. Uh, make sure you stop by their one-year anniversary here at the Crazy Coop. Very festive, uh, some great deals. We'll be out here from 3 to 6 of the deals all weekend long out here, but make sure you stop by. We're giving away tickets, uh, Tigers and FAU. We've got two pairs of tickets um, to give away for that. We've also got Grizzlies tickets to give away, so make sure you stop by, say hello, and sign up. Speaking of the Grizzlies, they're back in action tonight after a uh, long break from All-Star Weekend. They're back tonight against the uh, L.A. Clippers that came up short last night. A great game from the Thunder. SGA went off. Um, and so uh, L.A. coming in tonight, their second game back, still looking for their first win. They are, and the Clippers, a lot of, one of the teams really out of the West, Many are thinking can win it all. Yeah, yeah, and, and what they've done lately, you know, everyone remembers that kind of start of the season where they were really struggling, couldn't get anything going with all of those stars, and it looks like they've turned a corner. They're playing much better, and, uh, you know, I think uh, right now third in the, in the Western Conference, right behind uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, so, you know, playing really, really well, and uh, you know, it's going to be a tough task for this uh, Grizzlies group tonight, but one thing this Grizzlies team does, night in and night out, they, uh, they're going to compete all, all night long. The Clippers have been in go-for-it mode for a lot of years now. Yeah. One Western Conference Finals appearance. That's that's farthest they've ever gone, and and that was in the 2021-2021 season. Doc Rivers couldn't get it done there. Vinny Del Negro couldn't mm-hmm. get it done there. It's getting close to time for Tyron Lue to get it done or they get yeah. somebody else. Yeah, no, it, it feels like it. And, uh, you know, maybe this is the year. It feels like they're playing uh, really well. And, and, you know, I think when you look at those top teams in the the Western Conference, Minnesota, very good team. But what do they do when it comes to, to playoff time? I think Oklahoma City, still very young. I don't know if I trust them in the playoffs. And then... You've got the Clippers. Obviously, the Thunder still hanging around, and they're going to be a big factor come playoff time, right? So, um, you know, it's going to be Nuggets. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun uh, to see how this Western Conference um, shakes up, and, and we're down the home stretch, but it should be a, a fun night tonight at FedEx Forum. Um, obviously, uh, Vince Williams after his uh, Rising Stars appearance will be fun to see him out there again. Gigi Jackson, this whole group, it will be a lot of fun. But we did get an update um, last night on the injury front, um, Grizz. Grizzlies PR tweeted out, still going to be some time uh, for both Desmond and Marcus Smart. It sounds like you know maybe you'll be surprised nobody. Back. Yeah, to the surprise nobody. Uh, I know uh, DeMichael Cole said, uh, he, he tweeted, quote tweeted, and said, Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart are still not close to returns, looking like a solid chance that at least one of them won't be back this season. And in that um, PR post from uh, the Grizzlies, it says, uh, Bain, uh, is expected to return to play within the next three to five weeks. Um, and then for uh, for Marcus Smart, it says he will wear a splint for another three weeks, at which time uh, he will be reevaluated. So I'd say probably a better chance you see Desmond Bain rather than Marcus Smart since you kind of have that idea window of when he should be able to, to be back to play. But, um, you know, there's a good chance we might not see either of them back. We discussed this early in the week, and I said I could argue both sides mm-hmm. almost every Pro play argument I can counter with. Sure. All right, first of all, here's here's a pro. The fans deserve to see them. Sure. Well, these fans also don't deserve another year like this, huh. and why even risk it? Yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, we, we said it yesterday. I think I could 
argue with a wall both sides. You know, mm-hmm. I think I can, you know, easily be. Don't we know what Desmond Bain can do? We know what Desmond Bain's can do. I think we know what Marcus Martin can do. Even Brandon Clark. I, yeah. I know, I know this morning Dave had Andy Shipman, his agent on, mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, some run time for him. Yeah. But we know what we, what he can do. Yeah. No, we, we know what, what all of these guys can do. So I don't know if you really want to risk it with, you know, nothing to play for. So, so, uh, little time left in the season. But we'll, we'll see what they do here in the next couple of weeks. Well, we are late for a break. Um, so let's go ahead and grab one, wrap up this hour. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more wagering with Bruce Marshall. <laughs> 